Welcome to Burnt Out to Badass, the podcast that spotlights women recovering from burnout and reclaiming their inner badassery. I'm your host, Dr. Erin Wiseman, and I am here today with Tracy Lalonde. I am so excited to share her story. She's a legal consultant who left her business and tattooed joy on her wrist to continue living it through the rest of her life. So let's get more into her story today. Welcome to the podcast, my new friend and colleague in burnout. It's so great to have you here, Tracy Lalonde. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. All right. Well, tell the people out in podcasting world a little bit about yourself, and then we'll jump into your whole story. The most important parts to know is that I am a recovering overachiever who has experienced burnout. So like so many other people... I have worked really hard to be successful, have had lots of success, and have had that success also bring a lot of pain and have had to make choices around what to do with that in order to create another path for myself to really be happy because we only have this one life and I decided I needed to be happier. Absolutely. And you know, that's what this whole podcast is about. It's about spotlighting women's stories who've recovered from burned out and reclaimed their inner badassery. So let's go there. Let's go to that place of burnout. When was it? What was happening then? Well, you know, it's it's interesting because I think people talk about burnout as like this destination. But I think that burnout is actually a simmering pot that eventually boils over. So, you know, the pot started simmering probably, you know, in, in 2013, 2014 and simmered until 2016 when it finally really boiled over. And I was feeling it. I was feeling that simmering. And I was starting to raise my hand in different ways, whether it be to myself or to those around me, but didn't get to the point yet where I felt empowered to actually make a choice for something different. And so that's that's where it started. And how did it look and feel from the outside? No one knew. (laughs) No one knew except my closest inner circle people that I was struggling. Because on the outside, I, I was a consultant. I, I work in the big law, law firm space. And I am a business development consultant primarily. And so I was traveling a ton. I was on the road 40 weeks a year, often in three cities a week, and loving it for a long time. I took pride in my high-flying status and the clubs I could be in and you know, all, the, all the perks that come with being cool that way. Uh, and I really loved the work. And I love the clients, but in the end, you know, three cities a week, nine airplanes often a week, and there's not much left. There's not much energy left for a lot of other, a lot of other things. Ultimately, when it got to the boiling stage, I started to have the physical signal that something needed to change. You know, it's that chronic sustained flush of cortisol that just starts to take its wear and tear on you. So heart palpitations, thinning hair, lack of patience, irritability, increased drinking, increased tears. <laughs> I was probably also on the on the path of depression, uh, but thankfully turned that corner before I got down into that place. Yeah, absolutely. 
Hustle culture, you can only outrun it for so long before it catches you and eats you alive. Mm -hmm. And I think as achievers, we are really good at ignoring or justifying those signals. You know, like, oh, well, it's just part of, it's part of what we signed up for. Or, well, when I get this project done or when I get through this time period, I'll be fine. You know, or ah, I'm just overreacting. It, really, it's okay. You know, we've got so many excuses for it rather than paying attention to our bodies and our minds that are literally crying uncle. You know, help save me. You know, our, 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 our vessels are telling us that we've got to stop and we're really good at, at um, rationalizing those, those signals away. Oh my gosh. I had so many, so many of the signals that it wasn't until I got the two by fours upside the head that literally knocked me on my ass that I was like, okay, okay. I don't know what's going on here, but I know I need to stop something. Yeah, right. Right. And, and, you know, it's funny because there's the phrase that si- uh, stress is the silent killer. We all hear it and we all know it and we don't do anything about it until the two by four. And, and I think you and I are on a path to try to help people to pay attention to those signals sooner. Absolutely. I mean, that's my whole mission in life is that no woman has to go this through this alone. And secondly, that we stop any women from going through this at all. Yeah. So tell me about that time in June 2016. You know, I was part of a small consulting firm. Well, it was originally a small consulting firm and we had been bought out by a private equity firm. And so at that point, we were a larger company, but my team was still my team. And it was a team with whom they were my sisters. And I never thought I'd leave that team. But And this has nothing to do with them or the company or anything that anybody did or didn't do. It was everything that I had created for myself. And I finally... You know, you get to the point when when you're really going to make change, I find that you it's because you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I finally had to have that courage to have that conversation because I had the support of my partner, you know, my, my husband. He had said, you got to do what you got to do because he saw it. He lived with it every day, you know, every every weekend when I would come home and he would see all of the physical signs of it. And and I finally just realized that I just I had to choose for me. And in a large part of what I was doing for a living was pouring into others and giving to others and giving to the business and trying to grow. And there literally was nothing left. I had nothing left to give. And so I had the conversation with them that it was time for me to, 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 to leave. And, and I, I had no plan. Thankfully, I didn't have to have a plan. Thankfully, we were in a financial position where I could actually take some time off, not forever, but I could, I could just be me. And that was a lot. That was a huge relief because I was also leaving a place where every hour of every workday was scheduled, literally. And I was returning phone calls in the cab on the way from, you know, Manhattan out to the airport and trying to return three phone calls. Like it just was, was way too much. And so on my last day of June 30, 2016, I tattooed the word joy to the inside of my right wrist as a reminder that I could not let myself get to this place ever again. Not to say I wouldn't be busy or stressed or what have you, but I had to do a better job. And I went on what I call was my joy journey. And I took eight months off. What ended up being, I, I had no plan. It ended up being eight months to, to really kind of get clear about who I am, what I wanted, and to heal and recover. 
Yeah. And talk about this joy journey and the self-exploration that you did with it. Yeah, it was, it was really, it was such a special time. <laughs> At first I slept, you know, for the first few weeks, I just slept and kind of did nothing. And I volunteered you know, in our household to do all the stuff in our house that we wanted to get done that we never had time to do. And then fortuitously, we, uh, we have another home that, that's up in Canada and in the mountains. And so I went up there for seven weeks to spend some time in the summer and I hiked every day and I saw nature and I found my favorite cafe that I would have lunch in. And then I'd go back to our place and I'd take a nap. <laughs> I think I took a nap every day or I would read. And then in the fall, my husband had some work travel to do and had to go to China. And I said, oh, wives who aren't working would love to go to China. And by the way, can we go to Thailand? And so we did that. I had an opportunity to go to Brazil because travel clearly, as you're figuring out, is a hobby of ours. And so we had friends getting married in Brazil. So we went to Brazil and just used all of that time and all those experiences of seeing those other people and how they were living their lives and how they were having happiness to help me figure out how I wanted to be. And in particular, you know, I was really inspired by the Thai culture. And a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that 97% of them practice Buddhism. And so they're inherently joyful and happy. Every person I saw smiled at us, even though we were, you know, tacky tourists doing those kinds of things in Bangkok and other places. And, and so it helped me to just refine my smile, number one. And then number two gave me the space to really think about what do I want to do next? You know, what environment do I want to work in? What skills are my best, most joyous, most invigorating skills? And ultimately ended up creating another consulting business um, out of that, that then is then and now is just my own uh, because that's what works for me, you know, the best. But my husband, even when I said I was ready to launch this business, he said, are you sure? Have you had enough time? Which I so valued because that's just like true unconditional love and support, you know, caring about me as a human and being able to manage all the other obligations we had in our lives. Yeah, there's a part in Elizabeth Gilbert's book on big magic, where she talks about like staying away from it long enough to love it again. And like, it was specifically around like writing. And I love her podcast too, by the way, it's older, but it's still goody. And she was talking in her podcast to a woman who like writing had become a chore for her. And she was like, okay, then stop for 30 days, like stop. And then at the end of the 30 days, if you still don't like it, then you're done and move on. And isn't so many women that I work with, they're done with medicine, they're done with their legal career, they're done accounting, they're done being in tech or science or any of the STEM careers. But you get enough space and time and very few of them don't fall back in love with what they do. And I think you're a perfect example of that. Yeah, absolutely. And so, okay, so I know there's women out here listening to this and they're like, oh, that's good for her, but I can't. What would you say to them? Yeah, I, I absolutely. In fact, I, I don't know if I would encourage people to go down the path that I went because not everybody can unplug or frankly wants to unplug or has the financial ability to do that. You know, I consider, consider myself incredibly fortunate um, to be able to do that, but that's not what I actually encourage people to do. Because what I've since realized is I didn't have enough clarity about myself to understand what actually makes me happy so that I could make choices 
as I was living that life for joy, because I was only making choices for achieving. And, and what I've since learned is that I'm pretty self-aware, by the way, like I had done values exercises. So I, I, I'm able to list my most important values. I focused on uh, my strengths and I've done strength finders and I'm certified in Myers-Briggs. And so I felt like I, I knew what I was up to, but I, in the joy journey time, I realized there was so much more depth and there were other areas that I wasn't thinking about as strategically and intentionally of how to incorporate them into my life and make more balanced choices and, and, and balance. I don't use that as a word of saying work-life balance, not at all, but it's a balance between the striving to do better with the also striving to have joy, which has resulted in this new book that I have out, The Joy Achiever Journey. But aside from that, it's the, it's the notion of helping myself and others to realize that you can have both. But it begins from a place of much deeper understanding than I think most people have of themselves. So good. I always talk about my three C's, which is courage, confidence, and clarity. I mean, that's 100%. Like, if, if you want to start somewhere, you start on those. And, and I know my journey was one that it was finding a coach who got me, understood me, and helped to, like, pull off the blinders that I had put on myself. Was there an instrumental person for you that helped with this clarity? Yes and no, in that probably, you know, my husband from a support perspective, just to give it, giving me the room and the space. But for me, it was really more about um, learning and reading. And so in that joy journey time, I read a whole bunch of different things. And that's what started to have some light bulbs pop off in my head of how I could have handled things differently. Um, and so there wasn't necessarily a person as much as it was content that I just consumed voraciously because I've, I've always loved to read generally. So I just start reading a whole bunch of different, different perspectives. And I will I'd almost venture to say my business coach, Susan Hyatt, she always talks about travel being your coach. And I would almost venture to say that probably your travels taught you and revealed as much as well, even though it's yeah. not a tangible person sitting in front of you. But like you mentioned, like you talked about like Thailand intimately because it was like a mentor. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely That's a great way to put it. And and what struck me in particular about the, the Thai people is that we they, they span the whole socioeconomic range and all of them were happy. <laughs> you know, so it wasn't like you had to have money to be happy there. There were people who clearly had very little and they were joyful and you just saw it emanate from their beings. And I never even talked to them. It was just simply how they waved to me as I was on this little tourist boat going through a canal kind of idea. Well, talk to us a little bit about how the Joy Achiever Journey book, Evade Burnout, Surpass Your Goals and Out Happy Everyone came about. Yeah. So it's funny with the title, it's still aimed at achieving because we have to out happy everyone. Overachievers can't just be happy. We have to out happy everyone. Hell no, we can't. (laughs) Um, You know, it started as a concept with the joy journey. A number of friends and colleagues said, you know, you should write a book. And I think they were thinking of the eat, pray, love kind of 
um, experience, especially because I was traveling a lot in that time. And, and I thought, nah, you know, I'm a, I do public speaking, I do consulting, I don't really write, not, I don't fashion myself as a writer. And certainly my life isn't as interesting. Like, I'm not sure Julia Roberts would want to play me in the movie version of it. But the, the, the seed was planted. Anyhow, that there was something there. And fast forward a couple of years and I've launched the, the next business, which by the way is, uh, it's called Zoppies and it's, it's, that happens to be a Thai word. I was so inspired by Thailand that I tried to find some word that we could say in English and it stands for phenomenal in Thai. So, so again, trying to remember that time. Uh, but I, I was into it and finding that I wasn't as happy as I thought I could be. And I was really baffled. And thinking, okay, wait a minute, it's my own business now. It's all my own content. It's all my own choices. What's going on here? And, and that was an interesting inflection point and thinking point as well to say, I'm not done. I'm not done working. You know, I'm not done working on me and, and realized that I have something to offer in me. I have this calling of joy. And I doubled down again and started reading a whole bunch of stuff about happiness. I probably have read no less than 40 books, <laughs> all the way from meditation to the science to psychology to the physical aspects of it. I mean, you name it, I've probably read it. And at that point, I also found a company that has guided me through you know, the book process. But I, I, I reached out to them to just say, look, a lot of people have said I should write a book. Here's my story. Here's my journey. I'm not sure. I have no idea even how to do this or even if it's an idea. And, and they saw something in it and hooked me up with a coach to help figure out what it could be. And it evolved and, um, and really is a guide. It's a, it's a guide map, if you will, for helping people to do the self-exploration. Because in all the reading that I did in that time, there weren't many sources that were looking at it holistically. You know, they'd go down a path and talk about strengths, or they'd go down a path and talk about the benefit of this, or they'd go down the, the science path of it. But there was nothing as comprehensive or cohesive to look at all elements of a life. And so that's what ended up getting inspired to create the Joy Cheaper journey. I love it so much. And so just on closing for our listeners here, what do you want them to do after hearing your story? I want folks to know that it is 100% possible to achieve and be wildly successful and have joy simultaneously. We don't have to treat them as mutually exclusive. We don't have to sacrifice in order to be happy. You know, we don't have to wait until we achieve all these milestones in order to be happy. I want folks to, to, to know that they can be happy now with the choices that they make and live their wildest dreams if they so choose to do that. And so that's really my, my hope. And I'm really convinced that with folks like you and myself and others who are in this area, that we can really help guide people towards that outcome. Absolutely. Well, friend, it's so good to know you as a recovering perfectionist and overachiever as well. Now living our joy-filled badass lives. Woohoo! I'm so great to have you on here and so grateful. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
you so much, Tracy, for sharing your journey about how self-exploration has been the key component to your journey. If you want to find out more about Tracy, check out the show notes. We've got all the links in there. And of course, you're always welcome to burntouttobadass.com. Lots of resources, lots of freebies, and always me there keeping the sass real. All right. Remember, the badass in me honors the badass in you. Yeah.